Welcome to tape number four of Renewal of the Covenants, National and Solemn League, A Confession of Sins, An Engagement to Duties, and a Testimony by Alexander Craighead. This Reformation audio resource is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. There is no copyright on this material, and we encourage you to reproduce it and pass it on to your friends. Many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, and much more at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096 or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmond, Alberta, Canada, T6L3T5. If you do not have a web connection, please request a free printed catalog. If you do have a web connection and would like to be added to our email list, please send an email to add at swrb.com with the word add in the subject line. And now to our reading of Renewal of the Covenants by Alexander Craighead, which we pray you find to be a great blessing, and which we hope draws you near to the Lord Jesus Christ. Continuing our reading with the National Covenant and Confession of Faith, where the acts of Parliament abrogating, amending, and rescinding all laws prejudicial to the true covenanted Reformation religion have been repealed. Act 25, Parliament 11, King James VI, do condemn the monuments and dregs of bygone idolatry as going to crosses, observing of the festival days of saints, and such other superstitions and papistical rites to the dishonor of God, contempt of true religion, and fostering of great error among the people, and ordains the users of them to be punished for the second fault as idolaters. Act 104, Parliament 7 of King James VI. Likewise, many acts of Parliament are conceived for maintenance of God's true and Christian religion and the purity thereof in doctrine and sacraments of the true Church of God and liberty and freedom thereof in her national synodal, synodal, synodal assemblies, presbyteries, sessions, policy, discipline, and jurisdiction thereof, as that purity of religion and liberty of the church was used, professed, exercised, preached, and confessed according to the reformation of religion in this realm, as, for instance, the 99th Act of Parliament 7, Act 23 of Parliament 11, Act 114 of Parliament 12, Act 160 of Parliament 13 of King James VI, ratified by the fourth act of King Charles. So the sixth act of Parliament one and the sixty eighth Parliament sixty eighth Act of Parliament six of King James the Sixth, in the year of God fifteen seventy seven, declares the ministers of the blessed Evangel whom God of his mercy has raised up, or hereafter should arise, agreeing with them that then lived in doctrine and administration of the sacraments, and the people that profess Christ as he was then offered in the Evangel, and doth communicate with the holy sacraments as in the reformed kirks of this realm, as they were presently administrate, according to the confession of faith to be the true and holy kirk of Jesus Christ, 
within this realm and discerns and declares all and sundry who either gainsays the word of the evangel received and approved as the heads of the confession of faith professed in parliament in the year 1560 specified also in the first parliament of King James the sixth and ratified in this present parliament more particularly do express or that refuses the administration of the holy sacraments as they were then ministered to be no members of the said Kirk within this realm and true religion presently professed so long as they keep themselves so divided from the society of Christ's body and the subsequent Act 69 of Parliament 6 of King James the Sixth declares that there is no other face of Kirk nor other face of religion than was presently at that time by the favor of God established within this realm which therefore is ever styled God's true religion Christ's true religion the true and Christian religion and a perfect religion which by manifold acts of parliaments all within this realm are bound to profess to subscribe the articles thereof the confession of faith to recant all doctrine and errors repugnant to any of the said articles Act 4 and 9 of Parliament 1 Act 45, 46, and 47 of Parliament 3 Act 71 of Parliament 6 Act 106 of Parliament 7 Act 24 of Parliament 11 Act 123 of Parliament 12 Act 94 and 97 of Parliament 14 of King James the Sixth and all magistrates, sheriffs, on the one part are ordained to search, apprehend, and punish all contraveners. For instance, Act 5 of Parliament 1, Act 104 of Parliament 7, Act 25 of Parliament 11 of King James the Sixth, and that notwithstanding of the King's Majesty's license, on the contrary, which are discharged and declared to be of no force, is so far as they tend in any ways to the prejudice and hinder of the execution of the acts of Parliament against papists and adversaries of the true religion. Act 106 of Parliament 7 of King James the Sixth. On the other part, in the 47th Act of Parliament 3, King James the Sixth, it is declared and ordained, seeing that cause of God's true religion and His Highness's authority are so joined as the hurt of the one is common to both, that none shall be reputed as loyal and faithful subject to our sovereign Lord's authority, but be punishable as rebellers and gainstanders of the same who shall not give their confession and make their profession of the said true religion, and that they who after defection shall give the confession of their faith of new, they shall promise to continue therein in time coming to maintain our sovereign Lord's authority and at the utmost of their power to fortify and assist and maintain the true preachers and professors of Christ's religion against whatsoever enemies and gainstanders of the same and namely against all such of whatsoever nation, a state, or degree they be of that have joined and bound themselves or have assisted or assist to set forward and execute the cruel decrees of the Council of Trent, contrary to the true preachers and professors of the Word of God, which is repeated word by word in the Articles of Pacification at Perth, the 23rd of February, 1572, approved by Parliament the last of April, 
1573 ratified in Parliament 1587 and related Act 123 of Parliament 12 of King James VI with this addition that they are bound to resist all treasonable uproars and hostilities raised against the true religion, the King's Majesty, and the true professors. Like as all leagues are bound to maintain the King's Majesty royal person the King Majesty's royal person and authority, the authority of Parliament without the which neither any laws or lawful judicatories can be established. Act one thirty and one thirty one of Parliament eight of King James the Sixth and the subjects' liberties who ought only to live and be governed by the King's laws, the common laws of this realm, Alinari, Act forty eight of Parliament three, King James the First. Act 79 of Parliament 6 of King James the Sixth, repeated in the 131st Act of Parliament 8, King James the Sixth, which, if they be innovated or prejudged, the Commission anent the union of the two kingdoms, Scotland and England, which is the sole act of the 17th Parliament of King James the Sixth, declares and confusions would ensue as this realm could be no more a free monarchy because by the fundamental laws ancient privileges offices and liberties of this kingdom are not only the princely authority of his majesty's royal descent hath been these many ages maintained but also the people's security of their lands livings rights offices liberties and dignities dignities preserved and therefore for the preservation of the said true religion, laws, and liberties of this kingdom, it is statute by the Eighth Act of Parliament. 1. Repeated in the Ninth Act of Parliament 7, ratified in the Twenty-Third Act of Parliament 11, and the Hundred and Fourteenth Act of Parliament 12 of King James the Sixth, and the Fourth Act of Parliament King James the King Charles the First that all kings and princes at their coronation and reception of their princely power and authority shall make their faithful promise by the solemn by their solemn oath in the presence of almighty god that during the whole time of their lives they shall serve the same eternal god to the utmost of their power according as he hath required in his most holy word contained in the old and new testaments and according to the same word shall maintain the true religion of Christ Jesus, the preaching of his holy word, the due and right ministration of the sacraments now received and preached within this realm according to the confession of faith immediately preceding, and shall abolish and gainstand all false religions contrary to the same, and shall rule the people committed to their charge according to the will and command of God, revealed in his foresaid word, and according to the laudable laws and constitution received in this realm, no wise repugnant to the will of the eternal God, and shall procure the uttermost of their power to the kirk of God and the whole Christian people, true and perfect peace in all time coming, and that they shall be careful to root out of their empire all heretics and enemies to the true worship of God, who shall be convicted by the true kirk of God of the aforesaid crimes, which was also observed by His Majesty at His coronation in Edinburgh, 1633, that would be King Charles I, 
as may be seen in the order of the coronation in obedience to the commandment of God conformed to the practice of the godly in former times and according to the laudable example of our worthy and religious progenitors and of many yet living among us which was warranted also by act of council commanding a general ban to be made and subscribed by his majesty's subjects of all ranks for two causes one was for defending the true religion as it was then reformed and is expressed in the confession of faith above written and a former large confession established by sundry acts of lawful general assemblies and of parliaments unto which it hath relation set down in public catechisms and which have been for many years with a blessing from heaven preached and professed in this kirk and kingdom as God's undoubted truth grounded only upon his written word. The other cause was for maintaining the king's majesty, his person and estate, the true worship of God and the king's authority being so straightly joined as that they had the same friends and common enemies and did stand and fall together, and finally, being convinced in our minds and confessing with our mouths that the present and succeeding generations in this land are bound to keep the foresaid national oath and subscription invi inviolable, we, noblemen, barons, gentlemen, burgesses, ministers, and common undersubscribing, under considering diverse times before and especially at this time, the danger of the true reformed religion of the king's honor and of the public peace of the kingdom by the manifold innovations and evils generally contained and particularly mentioned in supplications, complaints, and protestations do hereby profess and before God, his angels, and the world solemnly declare that with our whole hearts we agree and resolve all the days of our lives constantly to adhere unto and to defend the foresaid true religion, forbearing the practice of all novations already introduced in the matters of the worship of God, or approbation of the corruptions of that public government of the Kirk, or civil places and power of Kirkmen, one, till they be tried and allowed in free assemblies and in parliaments to labor by all means lawful to recover the purity and liberty of the gospel as it was established and professed before the aforesaid novations. And because, after due examination, we plainly perceive and undoubtedly believe that the innovations and evils in supplications, complaints, and protestations have no warrant of the word of God are contrary to the articles of the aforesaid confessions, to the intentions and meanings of the blessed reformers of religion in this land, to the above-written acts of Parliament and do sensibly tend to the re-establishing re of the popish religion and tyranny and to the subversion and ruin of the true reform religion and of all our liberties, laws, and estates. We also declare that the foresaid novations and evils are no less than every one of them had been expressed in the foresaid confessions and that we are obliged to detest and abhor them amongst other particle, particular heads of papistry abjured therein and therefore from the knowledge and conscience of our duty to God, to our king and country, without any worldly respect or inducement so far as human infirmity will suffer, 
wishing a further measure of the grace of God for this effect, we promise and swear by the great name of the Lord our God to continue in the profession and obedience of the foresaid religion that we shall defend the same and resist all these contrary errors and corruptions according to our vocations and to the uttermost of that power that God hath put in our hands all the days of our life. And, in like manner, with the same heart, we declare before God and man that we have no intention nor desire to attempt anything that may turn to the dishonor of God or to the diminution of the king's greatness and authority. But, on the contrary, we promise and swear that we shall, to the uttermost of our means and lives, stand to defend, to the defense of our dread, sovereign, the king's majesty, his person and authority, in the defense and preservation of the foresaid true religion, liberties and laws of the kingdom, as also to the mutual defense and assistance every one of us of another in the same cause and true religion and his majesty's authority with our best counsel our bodies means and whole power against all sorts of persons whatsoever so that whatsoever shall be done to the least of us for that cause shall be taken as done to us in all general and to every one in particular and we shall neither directly nor indirectly suffer ourselves to be divided or withdrawn by whatsoever suggestion, allurement, or terror from this blessed and loyal conjunction. Nor shall cast in any let or impediment that may stay or hinder any such resolution, but as by common consent shall be found to conduce for so good ends, but, on the contrary, shall by all lawful means labor to further and pr promove, pr promove the same, and if any such dangerous and divisive motion be made to us by word or writ, we and every one of us shall either suppress it, or, if need be, shall incontinent make the same known, that it may be timiously obviated. Neither do we fear the foul aspersions of rebellion, combinations, or what else, what else our adversaries from their craft and malice would put upon us, seeing what we do is so well warranted and arises from an unfeigned desire to maintain the true worship of God, the majesty of our king and peace of the kingdom for the common happiness in ourselves and the posterity. And because we cannot look for a blessing from God upon our proceeding except with our profession and subscription we join such a life in conversation as beseemeth Christians who have renewed their covenant with God, we therefore faithfully promise for ourselves, our followers, and all others under us, both in public, in our particular families, and personal carriage, to endeavor to keep ourselves within the bounds of Christian liberty, and to be good examples to others of all godliness, soberness, and righteousness, and of every duty we owe, owe to God and man. And that this our union and conjunction may be observed without violation. We call the living God the searcher of hearts to witness who knoweth this to be our sincere desire and unfeigned resolution as we shall answer to Jesus Christ in the great day in the pain of God's everlasting wrath and of infamy and loss of all honor and respect in this world 
most humbly beseeching the Lord to strengthen us by his Holy Spirit for this end and to bless our desire and proceedings with a happy success that religion and righteousness may flourish in the land to the glory of God, the honor of our King and peace and comfort of us all. In witness thereof, we have, have subscribed with our hands all the promises. The article of this covenant, which at first subscription, anno 1638, referred to the determination of the General Assembly being determined, and thereby the five articles of Perth, the government of the Kirk by bishops, the civil places, and power of Kirkmen, upon the reasons and grounds contained in the acts of the General Assembly, declared to be unlawful within this Kirk, we subscribe according to the determination foresaid. The Solemn League and Covenant A Solemn League and Covenant for Reformation and Defense of Religion, the Honor and Happiness of the King, and the Peace and Safety of the Three Kingdoms of Scotland, England, and Ireland. Agreed upon by commissioners from the Parliament and Assembly of Divines in England with commissioners of the Convention of the States and General Assembly of the Church of Scotland and by both Houses of Parliament and Assembly of Divines in England and taken and subscribed by them anno 1643 and thereafter by the said authority taken and subscribed by all ranks in Scotland and England the same year and ratified by Act of the Parliament of Scotland, anno 1644, and again renewed in Scotland with the acknowledgement of sins and engagement to duties by all ranks, anno 1648, and by the Parliament, 1649, and taken and subscribed by King Charles II at Spey, June 23, 1650, and at Schoon, January 1, 1651. We, having before our eyes the glory of God and the advancement of the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the honor and happiness of the King, King's majesty and his posterity and the true public liberty, safety and peace of the kingdoms, wherein everyone's private condition is included and calling to mind the treacherous and bloody plots, conspiracies, attempts and practices of the enemies of God, against the true religion and professors thereof in all places, especially in these three kingdoms, ever since the reformation of religion, how much their rage, power, and presumption are of late and at this time increased and exercised, whereof the deplorable state of the church and kingdom of Ireland, the distressed state of the church and kingdom of England, and the dangerous estate of the church and kingdom of Scotland are present and public testimonies, we having now at last, after other means of supplications, remonstrances, protestations, and sufferings for the preservation of ourselves and our religion from utter ruin and destruction, according to the commendable practice of these kingdoms in former times, and the example of God's people and other nations, after mature deliberation, resolved and determined to enter into a mutual and solemn league and covenant, wherein we all subscribe and each one of us for himself with our hands lifted up to the Most High God do swear, one, that we shall sincerely, really, and constantly through the grace of God endeavor in our several places and callings the preservation of the Reformed religion in the Church of Scotland in doctrine, worship, discipline, and government against 
all against our common enemies, the reformation of religion in the kingdoms of England and Ireland in doctrine, worship, discipline, and government according to the word of God in the three kingdoms to the nearest conjunction and uniformity in religion, confession of faith, form of church government, directory for worship, and catechizing that we and our posterity after us may, as brethren, live in faith and love and that the Lord may delight to dwell in the midst of us. 2. That we shall, in like manner, without respect of persons, endeavor the extirpation of popery, prelacy, that is, church government by archbishops, bishops, their chancellors and commissionaries, deans, deans and chapters, archdeacons, and all other ecclesiastical officers depending on that hierarchy. Superstition, heresy, schism, profaneness, and whatsoever shall be found to be contrary to sound doctrine and the power of godliness, lest we partake in other men's sins and thereby be in danger to receive of their plagues, and that the Lord may be one and his name one in these kingdoms. 3. We shall with the same sincerity, reality, and constancy in our several vocations endeavor with our estates and lives mutually to preserve the rights and privileges of the Parliament and the liberties of that kingdoms, and to preserve and defend the King's Majesty's person and authority in the preservation and defense of the true religion and liberties of the kingdoms, that the world may bear witness with our consciences of our loyalty, and that we have no thoughts or intentions to diminish His Majesty's just power and greatness. 4. We shall also with all faithfulness endeavor the discovery of all such as have been or shall be incendiaries, malignants, or evil instruments by hindering the reformation of religion, dividing the king from his people, or one of the kingdoms from another, or making any faction or parties among the people contrary to this league and covenant, that they may be brought to public trial and receive condign punishment as the degree of their offense shall require or deserve, or the supreme judicatories of both kingdoms respectively, or others having power from them for that effect shall judge convenient. 5. And whereas the happiness of a blessed peace between these kingdoms denied in former times to our one progenitors, excuse me, to our progenitors, is by the good providence of God granted unto us and has been lately concluded and settled by both parliaments, we shall each one of us, according to our place and interest, endeavor that they may be and remain conjoined in a firm peace and union to all posterity, and that justice may be done upon the willful opposers thereof in manner expressed in the preceding article. 6. We shall also, according to our places and callings in this common cause of religion, liberty, and peace of the kingdoms, assist and defend all those that enter into this league and covenant in maintaining thereof, and shall not suffer ourselves directly or indirectly by whatsoever combination, persuasion, or terror to be divided and withdrawn from this blessed union in conjunction, whether to make defection to the contrary part, or to give ourselves to a detestable indifference or neutrality in this cause, which so much concerns the glory of God, the good of the kingdoms, and honor of the king, 
but shall all the days of our lives zealously and constantly continue therein against all opposition and promote the same according to our power against all lets and impediments whatsoever and what we are not able ourselves to suppress or overcome we shall reveal and make known that it may be timiously prevented or removed all which we shall do as in the sight of God and because these kingdoms are guilty of many sins and provocations against God and his son Jesus Christ as is too manifest by our pre present distresses and dangers the fruits thereof we profess and declare before God and the world our unfeigned desire to be humbled for our own sins and for the sins of these kingdoms especially that we have not as we ought valued the inestimable benefit of the gospel that we have not labored for the purity and power thereof and that we have not endeavored to receive Christ in our hearts nor to walk worthy of him in our lives which are the causes of other sins and transgressions so much abounding amongst us and our true and unfeigned purpose desire and endeavors for ourselves and all under our power and charge both in public and private in all duties we owe to God and man to amend our lives and each one to go before another in the example of a real reformation that the Lord may turn away his wrath and heavy indignation and establish these churches and kingdoms in truth and peace and this covenant we make in the presence of Almighty God the searcher of all hearts with a true intention to perform the same as we shall answer at the great day when the secrets of all hearts shall be disclosed most humbly beseeching the Lord to strengthen us by his Holy Spirit for this end and to bless our desires and proceedings with such success as may be deliverance and safety to his people and such encouragement to other Christian churches groaning under or in danger of the yoke of anti-Christian tyranny to join in the same or like association and covenant to the glory of God the enlargement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and the peace and tranquility of Christian kingdoms and commonwealths. The end. This concludes the reading of Renewal of the Covenants by Alexander Craighead. This Reformation audio resource is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. Many free resources as well as SWRB's complete mail order catalog containing classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, CDs, and much more at great discounts is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6L3T5. If you do not have a web connection, please request a free printed catalog. If you have a web connection and would like to be added to our email list, please send an email to add at swrb.com with the word add in the subject line. This book, Renewal of the Covenants by Alexander Craighead, is also available from Stillwater's Revival Books in soft cover format at a discount in our A to Z author listings. And please, don't forget to look over the 62 CDs that make up our Reformation and Puritan Bookshelf CD sets if you visit our website at swrb.com, as these CDs are a great way to build a major reform library at a fraction of the cost of the printed books.